Welcome to our first annual holiday podcast. I want to first say Merry Christmas and thank you so much for listening and for following this podcast. And if you're not following it, now's a really great time to hit that button and follow so that you'll be notified when the next episode comes out. They're pretty frequent, but every once in a while there's a bit of a gap because, you know, life happens. So I think the last time we were was just you and I and no guest. We talked about the Christmas book that I put out and that was Stars and Angels Sing. So that Kickstarter ended on December 9th and it was a really nice experience. There were 30 wonderful backers came together to make this project possible and I think they got a really special project. I initially thought that Stars and Angels Sing would be 180 pages for the paperback. It ended up being 231. Originally, I had only planned on there being 26 images, but Ran decided that there should be more. And so we've put some more together. So there's 42 color images in the paperback and many of them are full page images. Some of those 42 images are previous Christmas cards that were created specifically for the newsletter. And I included those in the commentary section. I thought that would just give it that little extra touch since a lot of the material in the earlier part of the book was actually from newsletter issues. I'm specifically talking about the Thanksgiving section because I've written some companion pieces to the poems in the Thanksgiving section that happened before those scenes in the poems or during or after. So I just thought that'd be a really nice touch to have those Christmas cards from the past, those Christmas images. And there's also some Thanksgiving ones too, as part of the book, to sort of be a definitive edition of all the holiday stuff that's come before. And the audiobook was fully produced with music. There is music from the minute it starts, from the opening titles to the ending credits. And it ended up being about four hours long. So I did my best. I'm not a narrator, I learned from doing this. I worked really hard. I recorded every section three times and took the best of each take. But I still think that a professional narrator could have done a much better job, but it would have cost a lot more had a professional done it. So so the music was fully licensed. I wasn't able to get the ones that I wanted because that would have been cost more than the Kickstarter raised but I think I struck like a really nice balance. I went with Envato Elements. They have this audio jungle, I guess, as part of it. And there was some really nice Christmas music on there that's instrumental that hit all the feels. So I went with that. So that way I could have a lot of music underlying the narration. And the Kickstarter is fully fulfilled. So everyone has either gotten their book or will have their book in their hands soon. The ebooks and audiobooks have all been sent out, and hopefully, everybody has claimed theirs from Book Funnel. The paperbacks are winging their way across the Atlantic. I was originally going to use a printer in the US for the paperbacks, but there was a lot of quality issues, and I was just seeing lots of posts and author groups about that. So I chose not to do that. I ended up going with the UK publisher that I used for the previous Kickstarter that I did for the special edition hardcovers. They also do paperbacks. So I chose to do them because their quality is so high and there's actually quality assurance, which unfortunately with some of the American printers, there is no quality assurance, which isn't cool because it's not cheap to print paperbacks. I wish that they're the price that they set for us. 
to purchase those paperback copies included some kind of QC. So you ended up with the right book and, and not a damaged one. Nobody who backed a Kickstarter has to worry about that because the printer that I use in the UK called Book Vault, their quality is amazing. So I'm really excited. I can't wait to get my copy. Yeah, we finished this after the Kickstarter ended, so I wasn't able to get a proof copy beforehand because with the UK printer, you put the order in and then it's about 9 to 14 days for the order to make its way through their system to the printer and get printed. And then they collect them and send them across the ocean and they get into the USPS, the United States Postal Service. And then it's from there sent to your house. Since it's coming across the Atlantic, it usually comes into a port in New Jersey and I'm in New York. Usually once it gets to the US, within a day or two, I've got it in hand. So should be soon. Very excited about that. So that's where we are with that. And if you want to get a copy of Stars and Angels Sing, I'll have a link. You can get it from my store. And the versions that are available in my store include all 42 color images for the ebook and the paperback. And the ebook and the paperback are signed digitally. The audiobook is, is me narrating with a full musical score throughout. And Rand wanted me to read our newsletter that is going out on Christmas Day. It includes a new Christmas card and an illustration that we got that we didn't include in the book. I don't know why we didn't include the book. Rand just told me not to put it in there. Then he came and told me after we sent out everything when I was looking at starting the Christmas issue of our newsletter, because we do an annual Christmas and a New Year's newsletter. Usually there's some kind of holiday story in there and obviously a Christmas card a digital card that we put together just wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. When I asked them, what are we doing this year for the card? I'm working all the way up to Christmas Day. I'd love to do something fancy. So we've got limited time. What are we going to do here? And Bren shows me this image and he's like, well, we're going to use this and you need to make it look like a card. But this is the text I want. And so I did that. So that's in the newsletter. I think I'm going to use the same image for the episode image. I'm looking at it now and it's square, so I think I can use the same image. So you may be able to see what that image is by looking at the episode. We'll find out. Future Melinda will know, but the Melinda who's recording this podcast right now doesn't know. I have to find out from Ran. And Ran is starting son from the Chris Breaker series. If you didn't know, he runs the newsletter. Well, it's my newsletter, but it's written from his point of view because his life is more interesting than mine. Although mine was very, took a dramatic turn this week, there was some real life drama going on at the office. I can't talk about it, but I think this week my life was more dramatic than his was, which resulted in me working on a Saturday. Rand wants me to read the Christmas newsletter to you, so let's do that. Merry Christmas, and welcome to our annual Christmas edition of our newsletter. Before I get into the holiday madness, and you know there is some because we wouldn't be the characters you know and love if we could just chill out on the holidays and stay out of trouble. So first off, let me extend a warm holiday greeting from us to you. Merry Christmas. Now I need to admit something. I think you know what I'm going to say because I say it a lot lately, but here goes. And yes, I waited until Christmas Day on purpose so I wouldn't end up on the naughty list. This is Ram, by the way, the star of Stars and Angels Sing, our holiday collection of stories and poems. See what I did there? I have no regrets. Yes, Ram, I see what you did there. I'm not sure if that counts as a pun or play on words, but okay. I am now digressing. Let me get back to Ram's newsletter. And once again, dear reader, I'm in trouble. But I'm not on the naughty list yet, and maybe by the end of this email, I'll rise to the top of the nice list. It could happen. What did I do this time? 
I might not have pointed out something to our scribe, Melinda, while she worked on Stars and Angels Sync. Oh, really, Rand? What did you not point out? I'm not liking this email so far. You know my goal and my methods. In my defense, I didn't tell her because I wanted more page time. And look at that. I'm getting more page time right now, even though I have to confess the little thing I let slip through. No, it wasn't a typo. Although I just caught a typo in the email. Rand, come on. Can you spell check this? Anyways, back to the email. No, it wasn't a typo. We hope we caught them all. So what was it? First, let me set the scene. Then I promise I'll tell you. In Stars and Angels Sing, there are three fairies. They notice that Papa, Sarn from the Cursebreaker series, doesn't know what Christmas is. There's an explanation in the book about why he doesn't know about Christmas, but I'll sum that up for you. He lives in a fantasy world. No surprise there since our books are racked in the epic fantasy section, and Papa never encountered someone who celebrated Christmas before. Before you shout, that's sacrilege, let me explain. Christmas is not a holiday celebrated by the shamanic nature worship religion that he's familiar with. But there's a new religion sweeping across the country, and more and more people are adopting it, including his master, Nolo. And that's how we're introduced to it. Of course, I have no idea what Christmas is either, but that doesn't bother me. It does bother Papa, though, but he's not what you'd call talkative, so he doesn't ask about it. I'm glad he didn't, because that would be boring. Since he didn't ask, we needed to go on a magical adventure to find the answer. And that's where the three fairies enter the story. They notice that Papa doesn't understand, and they make it their mission to fix that. But they don't realize that they don't understand what Christmas is either. And there's a really good reason for that. Melinda didn't realize she left that reason out of the commentary that's in all formats of Stars and Angels Sing, paperback, ebook, and audiobook. And I didn't tell her until she asked what we're doing in this email. Then I told her, and she might have gotten so mad that smoke poured out of her ears. Oh, really, I don't remember that happening, but if Rand said it did, it must have. Back to the email. I apologized, of course, and reminded her that Papa would be sad if something happened to me. I waited for her to cool down before suggesting that we talk about the reason in this email. Since it goes out on Christmas Day, there's no better time to talk about some fairies, right? I hope your Christmas Day includes some fairies, too. So why did the fairies get involved at all? I think they decided to help since they saw all the decorations and heard the carols and they wanted to participate. That's how it started. As their plans went awry and we were no closer to finding out what Christmas is, they were too invested in the mystery to stop, even if they weren't really helping matters. But they get points for trying everything they could think of. Some of their schemes resulted in some fun times and happy memories for me and Papa too. So I'm glad they got involved. Why don't they know what Christmas is? The fairies are a race of the magic kind, and the magic kind are the original inhabitants of the country where we live. So the magic kind are like elves, dwarves, etc. They're my version of that. They're all the races of creatures, some are very human-like, some are not, who are very strongly associated with the magic. And it is part of them in a way that it's... Well, no, I was going to say it's part of them in a way that it's not part of Sarn, but that's not true because we found out, and I forget which Cursebreaker book, that Sarn is actually descended from one of the races, the magic kind, the Lutherians. So it is kind of like the way that Sarn's relationship with magic is, but more, because he's part human too. So the magic kind, they just are magic. They don't use magic. It is what they are. And Sarn is like that in a lot of ways too. And I'm really gotten off topic. So back to the email. So the fairies are a race of the magic kind, which I said before. And the magic kind are the original inhabitants of the country where we live. I think I also said that before. So they're familiar with the old religion, not the new one. But they're curious about it. So they chose to dive in and check it out. Because why wouldn't you? And that's the reason. 
why haven't we seen the fairies before in the Cursebreaker books? Because the fairies hide from humans as do all races of the magic kind. And yes, the race of the magic kind are still very much in Sherry. They're just on the edges. They stay far away from humans. And you see that, I think it was in Cursebreaker Fallout or Cursebreaker Trapped, when the Queen of All Trees, who herself is of the magic kind, she meets up with someone who's from the one of the races of the magic kind, they're analogous to elves, and they decide to work together to try and save Queen Shayari, who's been taken over by one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. I think it's war. I have to double check that. Once I'm done with the five book crossover nightmare, that is the Rogue Gods thing. But it's very epic, the Rogue Gods thing. I, I can't hate on it. It was a nightmare to plot and a nightmare to write. But rereading parts of it, I enjoy it in hindsight. While writing it, it was a struggle. But rereading it, I am enjoying it more. I'm trying to wrap it up. If the characters don't want me to wrap it up, but that's a separate podcast. <laughs> Back to Rand's email. I'm digressing more than he is. I should get an award for that. There should be some little counter of how many times we've digressed in here. <laughs> the digression meter. So back to his email. So the fairies hide from humans as to all races of magic kind. Why do they do that? Because there's a law in the books that forbids magic use and sentences all magic users to death without trial. And that's why Sarn hides. Well, actually, he would hide even if it wasn't illegal, I think. I don't think he'd be out and proud with the magic. I just don't see that. Given his personality and his general demeanor, I don't think he'd be flaunting the magic. That's just not who he is. So the law wasn't passed to legalize the killing of the magic kind because they left during the first years that humans settled the country. Why did they do that? That's talked about in Stars and Angels Sing in the Thanksgiving section. Nolo tells Sarn about the origins of Thanksgiving in their country. And that goes into what happened with the magic kind and why they aren't around anymore. Spoiler alert, the humans came but the humans who came, they weren't just immigrating because of religious issues or anything like that. They were immigrating because they were refugees running away from a horrible magic war in another part of the continent. But they happened to arrive in winter and they did not know how to survive in an enchanted forest in the middle of winter. They didn't even know what the forest rules were. So the magic kind took pity on them. Not all the magic kind. There's different races, the ones that they encountered. And they helped them to survive that first winter. And then eventually, humans wanted more land, not have enchanted forest everywhere because you can't cut it down. You can't do anything really with the enchanted forest. It has a lot of rules. It's quasi-intelligent. And if it doesn't like what you're doing, it can fight back. So that's kind of where the laws came in. The magic kind all disappeared because they didn't want to deal with the humans. The humans made war on them, wanting their land, their magic, their stuff. And they were like, we don't want to deal with this. So they went to other areas of the country that are more densely magical, where humans just wouldn't go. They wouldn't be able to go. And that's where they are. They're very much there. They're just not accessible. Unless they choose to be. We'll eventually, I hope, get to that in the books. But they are still there. But there are magical barriers and things. And that prevents the humans from getting anywhere near them. So you can't just blunder into them. The law wasn't created to have anything to do with the magic kind, but to deal with people who had magic because you can't control that. It's not all humans, but like a select group of humans wanted control. And that we'll get into because Saren's going to have to deal with all of this. So back to the email. End of this uh, latest digression. But yeah, it's talked about in Stars and Angels Sing. So that's what I did and why. 
Only you can decide if I should stay on the nice list or move back to the naughty list. Before you make that all-important decision, can I bribe you with a 10% off coupon for our store? Wait, don't click away. How about 20% off? That's still not enough? Boy, you drive a hard bargain. Let me ask Papa if I can give you 30% off. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. He said okay, so here you go. At checkout, use code CBS30 for 30% off ebooks and audiobooks that are $2.99 and up, excluding Stars and Angels Sing. And I'll put the link in the description, but the URL is mkucsera.gumroad.com, and you can use that coupon. And that's pretty much it for our holiday issue. Just a short podcast, but I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and get yourself a copy of Stars and Angels Sing. It's very epic. Travel with Santa to the birth of Jesus. And there's lots of other things that go on in there. There will be a version that isn't in poems and things, but there's a couple of books that have to happen first, namely Saren has to turn 21. And we have to deal with the fallout from that. Since his birthday is at the beginning of November, we can just go straight into the holiday ones right after that. That was the plan. Book 12 was supposed to be the Christmas book, but it's not going to be because characters decided they had their stories that they wanted to tell, other adventures they wanted to go on. So you can blame them for the fact that it's not out yet. Because I've wanted to put it out ever since I wrote the original poems that were part of the Christmas story in 2015. And now Stars and Angels Sing, the 2023 version, is so much more than what it was in 2015. It's 40% longer. The commentary that's in the audiobook, I edited a version of it for the books in the ebook. It's similar. It's not exact because there's some things that's in the commentary in the audiobook that relate specifically to the audiobook. I hope you'll check it out. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And I was going to promise the next episode will be less chaotic, but it's another author interview. It's another episode of fantasy lore and more. So I have no idea what will be going on. And it could be even more chaotic. <laughs> Who knows? Hope you have a safe and happy holiday. And I'll see you next Friday for another author interview. Thank you. Have a great day.